and welcome to Writing the Coast. I'm your host, Megan Cole, and Writing the Coast is the official podcast of the BC and Yukon Book Prizes. On Writing the Coast, you'll hear conversations with the winners and finalists of the annual BC and Yukon Book Prizes, as well as interviews with book lovers from across the province and territory. This week on Writing the Coast, we're taking a bit of a break from chatting with the finalists to highlight a conversation with a very special book lover. And here she is to introduce herself. Well, I'm Janet Austin, and it is my enormous privilege to serve as a Lieutenant Governor for British Columbia. And I'm delighted to have this opportunity to chat with you. The Honourable Janet Austin was sworn in as the province's 30th Lieutenant Governor in 2018. And the BC and Yukon Book Prizes is honored to work with the Honorable Janet Austin to present the annual Lieutenant Governor's Award for Literary Excellence. The award was established in 2003 by the Honorable Iona Campagnolo. It recognizes BC writers who have contributed to the development of literary excellence in the province. After a hiatus, the prize was reinstated in 2020 by the Honorable Janet Austin. Past recipients of the Lieutenant Governor's Award for Literary Excellence include Patrick Lane, Lorna Crozier, Kit Pearson, Julie Flett, Joy Kagawa, and Joseph Dandran. In our conversation, the Honorable Janet Austin talks about the importance of reading to understand community and what excites her about books being published in British Columbia. Here's my conversation with the Honorable Janet Austin. So if you could read one book or watch one TV show for the rest of your life, what would it be and why? <laughs> well, Megan, you realize, of course, that that is a completely unfair question. And it's an impossible question. But I'll do my best to comply with your framework and go with the collected works. And so I think I would have to say the collected works of Jane Austen, um, because they are so rich. The writing is brilliant. They are so readable. The earlier ones, of course, are are lighter and easier. But when you get to uh, Mansfield Park, you know, it has such depths um, that it's just a, a, a marvelous range of, I mean, it's just marvelous writing. And one can enjoy that, I think, forever, really. A close second might be the collected works of William Shakespeare, because that could keep me going for quite a while. And then I'll also say, you know, as someone who really enjoys humor, um, there is no better humorist than P.G. Woodhouse. So that would also keep me going for a while. So, so I'm sorry, I just couldn't answer the question the way you asked it, but there it is. That's okay. It is an impossible question. <laughs> Do you like the, the film adaptations of Jane Austen's works? Um, some of them, some of them I find um, are, they don't have the nuance and they're really, they're kind of dumbed down, I think a little bit for a contemporary audience. I think probably the the best, uh, the best one of Pride and Prejudice was that one done in the 19, I think it's the 1980s or the 1990s with Colin Firth and Jennifer Ely. I think that one's actually really very close. And then there's a, there's a version of Persuasion which I think is particularly good. But uh, but the more contemporary ones, I, I, I find not as satisfying. So so there you go. Yeah. <laughs> I wondered if you could talk a little bit about what it means to be the left-handed governor of British Columbia. I think maybe a lot of folks don't under, 
we don't really know what your job entails. So if you could <laughs> chat a little bit about what a day in your life looks like, uh, that would be great. Well, you know, there's no day, there's no day in the life of because, you know, frankly, they're all different. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of variation in my schedule and a lot of variation in the things that I do. I never expected to be Lieutenant Governor. It sort of came as a complete surprise to me. Um, but it is an absolutely, you know, it's a wonderful opportunity to bring profile to contemporary issues that I think are important to celebrate things like like uh, British Columbia writers, which is what we're here to discuss today, and to honour and recognise people who've made extraordinary contributions uh, to our province and our country. So really, my job has a few, a few key um, aspects to it. One is uh, I have a constitutional role which means that um, I have a formal role and a formal requirement to approve basically any law that comes into effect in British Columbia. I have a relationship with the legislature. So um, a key part of that, of course, is uh, is delivering the throne speech on an annual basis and proroguing the legislative assembly, you know, on periodic basis as well. The constitutional role, I think, is something that's not as well understood. I do think that having a constitutional monarchy is an important stabilizer in our society because we have a separation of state and government. So, of course, Premier Horgan is our head of government here in British Columbia, and I represent the Queen, who is our head of state. Um, And that, that separation, I think, is important because it is a check on the power of the first minister. And that's something that you don't get in a republic such as the United States. So I think it is a a stabilizing characteristic and, and um, I encourage people to really look at it that way. So really, it's a a marvelous job. Uh, One thing that's wonderful about being lieutenant governor is that when you ask people to come and speak to you about a particular issue or a topic, they generally accept your invitation. Um, And so it's been a wonderful opportunity for me to bring together groups of people, you know, sometimes in a confidential environment, sometimes not, um, but to share and discuss contemporary issues um, and to bring profile to things that are important in our society. So as you said, we are, we're talking about books today, and I know that you are a, a big reader. And I wondered if you could uh, talk about the books that you're drawn to and how you make your to-read pile, or if you have a to-read pile. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, Megan, I actually have a pretty eclectic interest, I think. And, in, 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 you know, as I've grown older, um, I have become more interested in nonfiction. Uh, lately, I've been reading um a lot of political work, <laughs> um, which I think is important in, in the contemporary world. Um, but, you know, as you can probably tell from the answers to my previous question, um, I really have a passion for a lot of the classic literature and some of that I will return to again and again. But for example, I love Anthony Trollope and he's got a huge oeuvre. And so that's something that one can, you know, I probably will never get to the end of. Um, but it's something that I chip away at um, at over time for sure. There's also been a lot of wonderful and and very interesting uh, work recently about that that really help us to better understand the historic relationship between um, indigenous peoples and non-indigenous peoples here in in Canada, uh, which I think has deepened the understanding of British Columbians in 
in so many ways. And, and so I have a great deal of respect for writers like Richard Wagamese, for example, uh, whose work I absolutely love. But there's so many of them. And so I think Tanya Talaga has done some marvelous work uh, uh, too. Um, one of the honorees for the Lieutenant Governor's Award uh, here in British Columbia, uh, the most recent one was, of course, Joseph Dandurand who brings a very important perspective, I think, to our understanding. So my taste is pretty eclectic. Um, and I often have, you know, uh, quite a pile of books. I should find my list of them here. Uh, actually, one thing that's on my on my um, side desk here I just looked at is, um, is David Johnson's book on trust, which I think is, is a really important piece for, for Canada, because he looks at the something I'm particularly interested in, which is the future of democracy and the fragility of democracy in the current global context. Uh, and so I would certainly recommend that. And, and uh, um, I, I, I can't uh, resist sharing as well that we recently, through my office here, published a history of the lieutenant governors in British Columbia, which is really beautifully written. And um, it, it actually, a theme that runs through it is the relationship that the lieutenant governors here over time have had with Indigenous people. And you can see a lot of variation there. Um, but more recently, you see the, I think, growing awareness and greater sensitivity to the legacy of colonialism, the harms of the past, and the healing that's needed in Canada. And you see that obviously very strongly in the role that was played by someone like um, Her Honor Iona Campagnola, obviously His Honor Stephen Point, and Judith Gishon, who are my three predecessors and whom have set a marvelous example, I think, for me to follow. Yeah. I know your office um, recently announced the recipients of the 2022 BC Reconciliation Awards. And uh, I think a lot about um, the important role that reading plays in how we engage with our communities and it helps us build empathy and understanding. Um, and it, of course, plays, I think, plays an important role in truth and reconciliation. Um, how do you think reading has impacted your way uh, of engaging with communities? Well, I just have to say throughout my life, reading has really deepened my understanding of so many different issues. And I think the more we are able to, I, I mean, we, if, if we're unable to engage directly with people, literature is a marvelous way of learning, really, um, and understanding the perspective of people whose life and experience has been very different from our own. And so I think when you look at the, the list of, of recipients of the Lieutenant Governor's Award for Literary Excellence, it's a marvelous list of people who reflect the reality of British Columbia in different, um, different locations, but also different times. So, you know, poets like P.K. Page and, and Patrick Lane you know, bring an earlier perspective. When you look at somebody like Stan Persky, who represents, I think, the kind of vibe, the, the culture of the beat generation and how that actually has been, how he, he brought that to his work at SFU and had a strong influence, I think, in British Columbia culture. Douglas Copeland, of course, you know, who was so brilliant uh, with his work on on Generation X and J-Pod, all of that, again, helps us to understand the 
tsunami of technological innovation in the digital world and how our understanding and our lives have been shifted by that, you know, uh, massive shift in, in, uh, in technology. So I think these are really good examples. Somebody like Joy Kagawa has opened our eyes to the circumstances of Japanese Canadians. So when we look back at the list of people who've received this award, it really does reflect, I think, in many important ways, what has been going on in the province at the time they were they were honored. Yeah. I wondered if you could talk a little bit more about the the award and why you think it is so important for British Columbians to have an award like this. Not all provinces recognize um, authors in this way, and, and it is kind of unique that we get to do this. Well, you know, I mean, literature, is, as, as, as I've said, and as you've pointed out, has always been important to me. It's one of the things that gives me personally joy. But I think so much of our, our cultural heritage is rooted in in the arts and literature of course is 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 absolutely key there so um i think it was carol shields i know it was carol shields who initially uh, suggested uh, british columbia award uh, she is a writer for whom i have great great reverence uh and and she was right i think to say we need to provide support to British Columbia writers. And one way that I can do that through my role is by amplifying, bringing profile to their work, celebrating it, encouraging others to to read and to learn and to pay attention to the themes and the messages that they are emphasizing in, in their many different ways. What excites you about books being written and published in British Columbia in, in the last maybe five years and ones you're looking forward to? Well, I think uh, there's been an incredible and incredibly rich um, kind of a blossoming, I think, of literary culture in British Columbia. And perhaps the pandemic has actually, you know, helped to help to encourage that. I think many more people have uh, recognized and and been drawn to reading um, because of the pandemic. And so uh, I also think the publishing industry, despite the challenges that that publishing has faced, over the last 15, 20 years, there is a, quite a network of thriving smaller publishers, um, which is keeping keeping the tradition alive, providing opportunities for writers and, and authors, and that needs to be supported and, and nurtured and honoured. That was the Honourable Janet Austin, the Lieutenant Governor of British Columbia. If you would like to find out more about the BC and Yukon Book Prizes, visit our website at bcyukonbookprizes.com. You can also, of course, find us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Next time on Writing the Coast, we're back to conversations with the finalists, and you'll hear my conversation with Barbara Nickel, author of Dear Peter, Dear Ula, which is a finalist for the 2022 Sheila A. Egoff Children's Literature Prize. Thanks for listening to Writing the Coast.